Yo, 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 what's up, baby? Welcome back to another episode of Football Without Hesitation. You look at the Quakes, Major League Soccer, Oakland Roots now, dude. I'm telling you, I'm fucking loving that Roots. I'm, yeah, so I'm going to keep following them as much as I can. I don't know if I can get up to Oakland. I, I would love to go to, to Laney, Laney Stadium over there and catch them live. I'll, I'll see what we can do. But yeah, man, what's up? Welcome back. Another week. And... It feels good. <laughs> feels good over in, in Quakesland. Man, this team is just the last two matches. Are you fucking kidding me? Three to one against FC Dallas and that looked that was what an amazing match. And then here comes DC United and the Quakes fucking smash them four to one. It wasn't even close. A minute into it, this match was over. I can trophy's first fucking MLS goal. That was wow. That was amazing. I mean, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it a little bit right now. But first, let's clear up a little little news going on. Let's get that out of the way before we, we get into the Quakes, uh, how they played against DC United, and then look a little bit into RSL, their next opponent on Friday, and see how, what the hell, two of the, two of the hottest teams that weren't supposed to be hot going at it on Friday. We'll see. Quick news, uh, the Quakes loaned a couple of players to Austin, Austin Bold, Austin Bold of USL Championship, um, Gilbert Fuentes and Casey Walls. That's, that's fucking great. I love it. Go get some fucking, go get minutes. Go get fucking minutes. Uh, Gilbert Fuentes has been with the San Jose Earthquake since 2018. He was 15, yeah, 15 years old when they signed him back then. And he's 19 years old now, still with the, still sticking around with the team. He did, he has played, He's played three times. <laughs> he's so he has made his debut and he's played major league soccer minutes, but not too much. And it didn't look like again, it was a smart move. Obviously, it didn't look like he was gonna get some any minutes this year, so it's great. Send him down. USL Championship is a, a very, very competitive league. And earn those minutes or get those minutes. We'll see you when you come back. Casey Wall signed a homegrown contract last season. Hasn't hasn't played at all for the Quake. So again, great opportunity to go get some professional minutes. Especially, you know, Austin knows what's up. They're seeing what's going on with the youngsters in San Jose. I'm sure they're very curious. So they they are probably very excited to get a couple youngsters from San Jose. And and yeah, man, it'd be dope to get them some minutes. If the Quakes need some some depth, they need some help later on in the season. You can recall them, and and yeah, and you'll know that they they haven't been sitting around. So anyway, good luck to Gilbert Fuentes and Casey Walls down in Austin. Look forward to to seeing how you do. And and yeah, when you come back, we'll welcome you back as well. And I mentioned the Oakland Roots when uh, right when I started. And like I said, I want to cover them a lot more. Not not too much. I mean, not too much. Like there's not too much stuff out there. I want to cover them as much as possible. But it's there's not not too much I can read or follow or whatever. So again, I might have to create some shit. Their season does start a day later. You know, it's cool. The Quakes play on Friday a day later at seven thirty p.m. on uh, May eighth, which is Saturday. Oakland starts their season against Phoenix Rising. Phoenix Rising is one of the legendary teams in USL. And yeah, they really want to prove themselves that that they're MLS ready. I don't know if it'll be Phoenix Rising, but Phoenix wants an MLS team. It's a big ass fucking city with a lot of soccer fans and no team. <laughs> so yeah, May May eighth on Saturday, Oakland Roots versus Phoenix Rising. It's on ESPN Plus because you know it's 
USL Championship. They everything streaming. So wherever you are, you can stream it and see how that team goes, how the team does. Uh, if you don't get a chance to catch it, I'll do my best to catch it and see how they did, what happened, who's who, who's doing what, and let you guys know. Anyway, today, right now, we're getting into this. DC United, San Jose Earthquakes. Oof. I mean, I don't want to... People are getting a little confident. People are getting a little confident. Let me let me temper people's... Let me rain on people's parade. <laughs> I'm trying my best not to be that person. But let's be real. This is this is a, a, a very soft part of the, of the schedule. It's the beginning of the season on top of that. Granted, the San Jose Earthquakes did not have a normal preseason at all. We saw that in the first match. But since then, they're like, all right, cool. We know exactly what we're doing. As long as our bodies can keep up, we're coming at you. But again, the FC Dallas, they're a good team, but they're, they're very discombobulated right now. DC United... And not as good as a team, and they have a new coach. But at the same time, the Quakes are executing their their game plan very, very well, and that that's that's super exciting. But let, let's be honest. <laughs> Here comes after Real Salt Lake, and actually, Real Salt Lake is playing very well as well, very well as well. Uh, Real Salt Lake is is doing great at the moment, but it's just two matches. But after that, you got Portland, Seattle, and Galaxy back-to-back. That's going to be the real test. That's going to be the real test of how good this team really is. Because I've said it before. To me, the San Jose Earthquakes are good enough to where if there is a a team that they're better on on paper, quote-unquote, if that makes sense. I know some people would be like, that's not a thing. You know, if if the, the Quakes are better than a team on paper, they should this the way this team is built right now and how long Almeida's been on there, they should win most of those matches. And then when they play teams that are better than them, they're gonna be competitive in a lot and lose most of them, but they're gonna be competitive enough that they can they can get points from there that is what you need to push you into the playoffs. And it sucks that, that you have to think about it that way, but Dude, I, I don't know. I try to be real. I fucking love this team. I I, I swear I do. <laughs> I know I get pessimistic, but the truth is, is it's not a very very strong roster in a league that continues to get better. And yes, it's had a, a they've had a great couple of matches, but man, have you seen Seattle? <laughs> have you seen how the other teams are playing? But and, and that being said, is is I believe the Quakes even like they, they shouldn't. Be competitive against the Seattles and the LAFCs and these teams that are, are very good. But if they are playing well, they can be. And if they're competitive against you, they have a real good chance. They can score like crazy, as you can see. That that's that was the big problem. They're not letting that many, as many goals in, and they're scoring more. And that's great. That's awesome. That's what we want. And against the very good teams, that could get you some points that they didn't get the last couple of seasons. And last season, they were already a playoff team. So where would this team be with eight or nine more points? Maybe, you know, can you sneak into a home game in the first round? I don't know. Man, but the ceiling is, oh, shit. That that being said, this team can also go on a fucking tear. And mow through Seattle's and LAFCs. We've seen that as well. 
Um, so I, at this very, this can, I don't know, this could be the be- beginning of that. Cade Cowell is, damn, I love, and finally, his coming out party has been amazing. Everybody knows who he is, and it's exciting. I've been watching this kid, and I mean, before the season started, it was like, can can he figure out how to score? He's obviously got the raw talent. Can he figure out how to score and to do the those little things that make you a superstar? And the last two matches, fuck. That fucking goal. That goal with Christian, uh, that you know, Christian Espinosa, he totally knew. He was fully aware. Cade Cowell is the fastest guy on the field right now. All I have to do is put this ball in space where he can beat this guy and then, I mean, he can't shoot for him at that point. It's all on him. I, I love that. That is something the Quakes didn't have. And I love Chris Wondolowski, of course. I always have to qualify. I don't know why I qualify it. Like, dude, I'm being critical, but I'm, I'm critical because I fucking love this team. I'm not trying to bring them down. But basically, Wando, you couldn't do that with Wando. You, they, they've tried. I, oh, my God. It was so frustrating. But Wando doesn't have that speed. I mean, even when he when he was younger, he didn't have that speed. But when you were fully relying on Wando, that goal doesn't happen. I'm telling you, if, if Wando was in Cade Cowell's position, unless the defender, I forget who the hell it was, but unless he would have fallen or or just played it something wrong, and even Wando at with the, that that speed, could he have finished like I don't know? It was amazing. It was fucking. Uh, it was amazing and. It's something that this team has been wanting to do with how they play, but they just didn't have the right players. And Kate Cowell is, fuck, is that guy right now? And then Jackson, you will, whew, what a goal. Dude, I literally, when I was, I saw the ball up in the air and I saw Ewell and I was like, dude, four. <laughs> and he just, I thought that ball was going to go in, on, into fucking Coleman Avenue, I swear. He had that fucking cannon shot for the men's national team uh when he was trying to pull them back so i was like he's dialed in right now and that's the importance of preseason and that's the importance of having players that play internationally or play different tournaments like i just said the uh, the gilbert fuentes and casey walls going down to austin to get some minutes that's why those fucking minutes are important because three matches into the season yule's already dialed in the fucking cannon is already taking its practice shots and fuck that net was hurting. I'm sure that net the next day was all bruised up. Amazing performance. I I know you know me saying that these are weaker opponents. I'm not trying to belittle what the Quakes did because they executed their game plan. Like I said, you know DC United wasn't just falling all over the field, just giving up possession. No, the, the Quakes played exactly how they wanted to. And for, for the life of and I get teams don't play this way, but teams that allow the the quake space, I don't 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 sit back against the earthquakes. Even, again, even if that's not how you play, you have to disrupt the the earthquakes. You can't let them come at you and build their offense. It's it's gonna be bad. I mean, the, the good teams can sit there and absorb it again. I'm not trying to say oh they're gonna fucking just demolish everybody, but Dallas did that. DC United again. I'm I'm watching it. I'm I'm sitting there. The players, their defenders are like eight yards behind them, backpedaling. 
giving them all this space and it's like fucking disrupt them if you allow the quakes to do they're just gonna they're gonna pass it really short to each other they're gonna get it up from jackson ewell through christian espinoza and then now trophies that that was the thing if if trophies becomes a threat in the middle of the pitch you can't just fucking gang up on espinoza and crowd him and, and fuck it all up and if you Espinosa has shown time and time again if you give him any space he he can fucking find that player in the box fuck this this team becomes so deadly with the right players and right now it looks like they have the right players and they have the right mentality again th- this would have been a two to one victory the quakes would have still beat dc united uh, the last you know how they were playing the last couple seasons they were still better than them and they still had that ability but now that they have the players that can play how almeida wants everyone i don't know if they were talking shit but it, it was just almost a joke that oh if you've ever played for almeida i mean hell i've made that joke if you played for almeida you're gonna you can you're gonna be on the quakes but th- i mean you can see why <laughs> he's like okay yes i do play an unorthodox style but i've i've have enough of I've, you know my umbrella covers enough of a of a area here that there's enough people that i can pick from that they can play for me anywhere in this continent and be successful and it, i mean and that that's really exciting because again like i said i this is not a team i don't I, I i hope so i very much hope so but i don't think all of a sudden they're gonna start competing for a fucking supporter shield or or the top couple seeds in the western conference but this was a solid i mean this was a playoff team already the way the way it finished last season was a playoff team, and and again they look how they played with Sporting in a tournament situation, a do or die type thing. They're they're even scarier. They've obviously gotten better since that. Not like I said, not be- good enough to be competing for those top couple spots, but dude, all of a sudden, if they can maintain this kind of production, you know, a home playoff match. Can you know that last one? I think the top four get it right. Oh my god, I'm over here. If it's top three, either basically you you go from from a fringe playoff team to a solid playoff team, and that a team with that confidence going. And I, I'm I've realized three weeks in, I've mentioned that word fucking playoffs too much. I'm gonna shut the fuck up. I'm gonna shut the fuck up because it, it it is absolutely goddamn pointless right now to be talking about that and it's just a fucking tangent that's going to make this episode longer anyway if you wanted playoff talk sorry <laughs> i'm cutting myself off <laughs> it's fucking stupid but what, what what an impressive victory I, I can't recall a time when i was just excited just to watch i just want to see i want to see how this plays out there was no tension no drama they're better than this team they're beating this team i can just relax enjoy this this match enjoy the rest of my day we'll go go you know do what i do and figure out who the fuck the next opponent is and this next opponent on friday is real salt lake who like i've mentioned is another team that's come out out of the gates on a tear if you listen to my my prediction episode right before the season started I, i i had them in last place in the west i don't give a fuck it's only two matches in or i mean they they had a buy the first that's fucked up they had a buy the they have a buy the first week of the season and the last week of the season <laughs> they got fucked so they've only played two matches 
so I still stand by my last place. I don't give a fuck. Shit can happen. <laughs> but at the moment, no, dude, Rubio Rubin. There's a name I didn't know a month ago. And, and that dude, woof, he had himself he had himself a, a good match last week. So anyway, Real Salt Lake, they currently sit in third place in the Western Conference, 2-0-0. They are undefeated. They've, they've won their first two matches. Five goals, four, two against. Well, pretty solid defense. They just they just fucking beat the hell out of Sporting Kansas City. I mean, not beat the hell out of three to one, three to one. But it's Sporting Kansas City, man. They should be they should be better than that. So yeah, so I mean, dude, you're beating Sporting Kansas City handedly. You know, you're you're pretty good. I mean, I was basically looking at that match more. They only have two matches. It's, kind of, it's still kind of hard to analyze. One thing that really stood out to me is the amount of times that they fucking lose the ball in the final third. Which I, again obviously makes sense. You're trying to fucking score. I, I'm pretty sure it's pretty goddamn common, but you know, almost thirty times a match, and most of it wasn't was in that area. That is where the quakes at, are so dangerous with Jackson Yule. You know, you, you have a, a player like Remedi, or I mean, Young Verth or whoever on, on defense, and the, this team can all of a sudden quickly turn around, and with Cade Cowell and Christian Espinoza and Chofis, can can just fucking start sending pressure fast fast down down the pitch and all of a sudden they can finish that is where that's the thing that immediately stood out to me that like okay the quakes could take advantage of that that aspect of of rsl's play and i'm just like oh and oh dude so they they had uh this guy aaron herrera i don't know if you're familiar <laughs> but he came off Injured against Sporting in the 30th minute. He was walking around pretty fine after the match. I don't know. I was I was trying to look up. It didn't, there was no really kind of update. I guess you would you can assume so early in the season they'll probably keep him off. But they replaced him with a homegrown signing, this Andrew Brody, and this dude came on and had himself a fucking tremendous match. He had like 92 percent pass percentage, and and he had a lot of passes, and. So it's like, holy shit, it, it, it's actually, to me, it was most exciting because, again, he signed as a homegrown. It's like, holy, do all these, these 18, 19, 20-year-olds are being signed. They're playing meaningful games in Major League Soccer, and they're impacting the fucking matches. This is, this is crazy where this league is now. And these players, dude, not all of them, but some of them are, are they're going places. They're going out to Europe. Hell, go to Liga MX. I'm sure you can probably get more money down there as well. Go somewhere else. It's just gonna help increase the awareness of the league and 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 yeah, and increase both domestically and internationally. And that's just good. So anyway, Andrew Brody, I'm kind of excited to see if if uh, he'll play. But at the same time, if he has himself the same kind of match, whew, it's gonna be tough. Marcelo Silva is is the bouncer that I like to call the bouncer and at the door of the club. He's the dude that you're going to have to get a, around. He's the Hollings head. You get around him, and you got a shot. You got a shot at fucking scoring some goals. It's it's so interesting how they fucking... I, I'm, they're really, really good at, at right now controlling everything from the midfield, and, and it's dude Nick, Nick Beesler and Pablo Ruiz... It's so. Do you see those fucking? I love those, those passing uh, graphs or whatever they have now on the MLS soccer website. That's just fucking dope. 
but yeah, looking at that, looking at heat maps on fucking who scored and shit, and it's just like, man, these fucking Beastler and Ruiz just or Bessler, Bessler and Ruiz just just control the fucking middle. And again, if you could disrupt their passing, then you got a good shot. If you can't, and they get that ball to to Rubio Rubin, dude scored two. He scored two against Sporting Kansas City. That shit was fucking cool. I was watching it because um, he scored one, and it, and his parents were in the fucking field. Oh, not in the field, but they were in the stands. And apparently, I think it was the first time they ever they've ever seen him play, or at least for RSL. And they show his dad. His dad's crying, dude. He's got like a handkerchief. Dude's fucking crying. Oh, it was fucking great. It was awesome. And but holy shit, that guy looked good. It's in RSL. RSL is also like a mile high out there, like 4,000 feet. So it, it's up there in elevation. Oh, I don't see the quakes. They didn't get a chance to train down in Mexico. I mean, not that they train at elevation. They had trained in in Reno at one point, right? They, they, well, oh, Reno's not fucking there anymore. Anyway, maybe they could stop there on the flight, on the flight over there for a day or two in Reno, get a little used to the elevation. We'll see how it goes. I make a prediction. Dude, I predicted two to one against DC United. I got the one part right, but damn, the Quakes doubled me up. I didn't think Kate Cowell, I, not that it was a fluke, but when you have a goal and assist, I don't expect you to come back with a goal and two assists on the next match, man. Player of the week, MLS player of the week, Kate Cowell. It was impressive. And I don't want to get too excited. Like I said, this is not. I don't know, so I don't want to get too ahead of myself. But if this team continues to to execute its game plan like it wants to, and another thing is, just from from reading some articles and stuff around uh, about Real Salt Lake, they they seem to start sluggish. They seem to 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 get off not that quick, and the Quakes are going to come at you, and and Real Salt Lake seems confident in their ability to score goals. And apparently, they'll absorb some pressure to start off a match. But with with the way the the rate the quakes are scoring and the way they come at you, you could be down three to nothing in the first half an hour. And that elevation will get to the quakes, especially how they play. But you got five substitutions now, and we've we've and you know the quakes have shown that it doesn't fucking matter who comes on. Tanner Beeson comes on off the fucking bench, gets an assist. Or actually, did he start? Yeah, I think he started. But th- this team has shown, it, again, it doesn't have the the deepest depth. How about that, huh? That's why you come here for that quality. Like fucking Hemingway on this shit. They're not the deepest team, but every single one is ready to step in and play the type of soccer that Matias Almeida pl- expects and ready to give their all. And they're, they're, good, in, they're good enough. You know, Almeida's been building this team for a while now. The, 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 these ain't no chumps. So anybody can come in at, at at any time. If the Quakes start off as aggressive and fast as they are going to and they can score some goals in RSL at the beginning, yeah, RSL's going to come back and fight. And RSL does have that ability. But the, the way Remedi has been fucking destroying team's attempts if he can just if he fucks up Bessler and Ruiz's plan if if Herrera can't go if, if Brody gets overwhelmed by the fucking avalanche that comes at him 
then uh, th- this team can can be overwhelmed as well. RSL is they're good, dude. They're fucking good. There's there's no like there's no straight up shit teams in the Western Conference, and we all dude. It's the first month of the season. Everybody's beat everybody. Everybody, well, except Minnesota. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Minnesota. I expect I, I think you'll figure it out. I hope. I don't know. Damn. Fuck. That, I don't talk about stumbling out of the blocks, you know. Thanks for fucking up my predictions. So other than Minnesota, <laughs> excluding Minnesota, everyone has shown that they can come out and, and really beat anybody. At, and so far right now, again, redundant words from your, your excellent host here. But the Quakes got to get these points, man. You're, you're the next three weeks after that. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be crazy. It's going to be a rough month. That Galaxy match, I'm not too concerned. About. I'm going to fuck out Chicharito and shit. When it comes to Galaxy, it's always even. But you got Portland and Seattle back to back. And Portland's, let's see. I'm recording this. Uh, Monterrey just fucking beat the shit out of Columbus. So there goes that dream. And America was beating Portland. Before I sign off, let's see where, what we're, where we're ending here. Yeah, dude. MLS, it's getting there. It's getting there. It's still one nothing America. Portland got their work cut out down there at Saudi Azteca. And the San Jose Earthquakes have their cut, work cut out for them in Salt Lake or Provo. Wherever the hell the, the the stadium is, real Tinto. And yeah, so let's end this on a prediction. I can't go three wins in a row. That's just that's just too homeristic, right? That's too homeristic. I say the Quakes go up early, but they kind of take the brakes off because of the because of the altitude. They take the brakes off. Doesn't that mean they go faster then? Mm-hmm. Um, they they pump the brakes because the altitude. They go up two to nothing. They kind of sleep, and then RSL gets back in it. It's gonna end two to two. It's gonna end two to two draw. Yeah, we'll see. Hope not. Hope the Quakes beat the shit out of RSL. Either way, it's gonna be fun. That's that's the one guarantee. When you're gonna watch San Jose Earthquakes, you're gonna watch a fun fucking soccer match. Anyway, thanks again for listening. Oz here, football without hesitation, available everywhere, everywhere. I don't know where you're listening, but it, this podcast is available anywhere podcasts are. If it's not, hit me at, at FWH Podcast on Instagram and let me know, and I'll make sure that it's there. It has to be there. Anyway, we'll catch you all next week. Peace.